As we see the signs of winter approaching, it's a good place to be this morning here in the house of the Lord. You know, November has kind of become for us a time when we focus on several of our outreach ministries. And two weeks ago, if you were here, you heard about an organization called In His Steps um, that focuses on bringing men and women out of human slavery and human trafficking in Asia, provides jobs and support as they make a new life. Today in our teaching time, uh, you're going to hear about another important ministry of our justice team here at Redeemer, who has been involved for the last nine or 10 months in um, changing lives right here in our local community. A few years ago, several of us began to feel a nudge of God's Spirit to begin a new ministry here at Redeemer, which would focus on justice ministries. And it was a noble start. We had lots of interest, but we struggled at first to find our niche in a very large world of issues that demand the church's attention. So after much searching, we landed on a couple of different focus areas where we believe that we can make a difference. One of those is to continue to support International Justice Mission, which we've been doing for several years. Some of you have been around Redeemer for a while, may remember we've had some speakers in past years that came from International Justice Mission to talk to us about the work that they are doing, rescuing men and women and children from human trafficking and human slavery at the international level. And the work they're doing is incredible. So we continue to support them financially. Second, we wanted to look closer to home and decided that one of our options was to try something called Open Table, which is a ministry to vulnerable young men and women aging out of the foster care system. Um, that's what you're going to hear more about today. Faye Runo, who's a member here at Redeemer, um, has been one of the leaders in the group this year, and she's here today to give us a more clear understanding about what Open Table is and what it does. But here's what I'm going to ask of you. Uh, first of all, I, I encourage you to be praying for this ministry. The current table will be winding down in the next few months. And we're praying that uh, if this is a ministry that God is touching your heart or giving you passion for, uh, that you might um, uh, look into coming to an informational meeting that will be held on November 27th here at the church to find out how you can be involved in the next table. We want to begin to set up the second open table at, uh, shortly after the new year. Now, secondly, part of our Christmas offering this year will go to support open table and some of the needs that we have discovered arise as we work with a brother or sister that is assigned uh, to the table group. So um, there's many ways that you can be involved, and we hope that you'll hear today with interest what Faye uh, shares with us and let God speak to your heart. Faye, thank you. <clears throat> Well, good morning, everyone. I just want to say what an honor it is to be asked to come today to share with you a few facts about Open Table and what a very worthwhile program it is. However, I want to be clear, the topic today is not about myself or any of the other members of our first table. It's really about the many young people still out there that can truly benefit from this program and how God is asking us to continue to move forward in this effort. 
So to give you some background, first, how did Open Table come about and become initiated here at Redeemer? Well, as Pastor Rod just mentioned, our justice group is very committed to rescuing victims of violence, human trafficking, or forced labor practices, and restoring these people back into their communities while restraining criminals through stronger laws within our justice system. While Redeemer continues to support the international justice mission with its successful international impact, and as you heard a couple weeks ago from Jenny Hansen, through SACSUM with its efforts in Cambodia. But many of us here at Redeemer still wanted to do something locally to make a difference. So after much further consideration, it became known to us that young adults aging out of the foster care system were especially vulnerable. John Cato, the founder of Open Table, is from the state of Arizona, and he came to Redeemer over a year ago to discuss this nonprofit faith-based community support model. What really impressed us about the model is that it had the potential of empowering individuals with lasting change rather than just giving goods and services. As you can tell from the slide, Open Table trains congregations and their members through the Open Table model to form communities called tables that transform the vocational and life experiences of a member into tools our brother or sister can use to create change. The following quote is from John Cato, who clearly defines why we're being asked to go beyond uh, giving tangible goods. If those of us not experiencing poverty were in danger of falling into it, we would draw on our intellectual and social capital to rebuild. If that works for us, who could fall into poverty, then why are we sending our used clothes to the poor? Stop sending used clothes, start sending ourselves. So transformation starts by putting ourselves out there and developing actual relationships with those in need. Many of us had the good fortune of being raised in middle-class families where opportunities were available to us if only we would take advantage of them. Individuals living in poverty, though, often do not have this support system or know how to connect with the necessary resources that could help them. As you know, developing a real relationship with anyone takes time and patience to build a level of trust. Therefore, the open table model routinely lasts for at least a year in order for the, the outcome to be successful. Here's a quote from a table member from one of the open tables that took place in another area. Before open table, I didn't understand that we were a society of poverty maintenance. We give people in poverty a lot of what they cannot use to move from poverty and very little of what they need to create change. So I truly believe that many people in this community have been blessed by this congregation and the tremendous outreach activities Redeemer has been a part of. And obviously all of these goods uh, are testimony to that. However, I also believe that God is challenging us 
to go to the next level. Taking on this type of commitment of really getting to know a person different from ourselves can first be uncomfortable. But the lasting rewards following this faith-based journey will outshine any of its uncertainties. So as I mentioned earlier, the open table model engages individuals in a lasting relationship, creating a network of support. Table members, together with the young person being helped, establish goals and accountability to, to develop an overall plan. Table members also network with their congregations and community resources to support this plan. So here is a picture of the open table model. This picture is really an example of an adult model. Um, the youth table that we embraced here at Redeemer really consists of six individuals in addition to our sister. While certain people are assigned a, a specific role on the table, everyone works together to reach that sister's plan or goals. According to open table statistics, 95% of table participants have long-term relationships with at least one or more of their former table members. So what I would like to do next is share with you a short video of a young woman's testimony of what she experienced from her open table and what it meant to her. The reason that I was placed in the foster care system was uh, my mother was very abusive and alcoholic and we were unstable. I never had my own pillow and I will never forget the moment that I was able to lay in my own bed and have my own pillow and I remember hugging my pillow and just thinking about how yes I missed my mom but how amazing it was to have my own pillow. In my eight years in foster care I lived in 15 different foster homes. I became numb to relationships. It wasn't nothing to me to lose someone. It was just normal. I was like, okay, well, I guess they're just over, you know? And I would move on to the next home or to the next friend. I was lost when I aged out of the foster care system. I was homeless. I didn't have nowhere to call home. You know, I was tired of that. I was tired of, of always feeling lost. I then got into a relationship that was just very abusive and mentally unhealthy. I was really struggling in, in the unhealthy relationship that I was in and I was losing myself. I was able to find out about Open Table through the BCFS Center, which is a transitional center that helps former foster youth transition into adulthood and do all the things that they need to do to be successful. During the first month of being on the Open Table program, I found out I was pregnant. I was in the process of getting evicted, my car broke down on me, I didn't have a job, but that's when my Open Table helped me get where I needed to be. We had four goals. The first was to get my car. The second was to get a driver's license. The third was to help me find a stable home for me and my son, and to get me a job that was gonna allow me to provide for my son. At first, being on the Open Table program, it was very uncomfortable for me. Growing up in the foster care system, I was never cared for. And 
I was finally around seven people that wanted to care for me. And that was abnormal for me. In the beginning of my pregnancy, I knew that I wasn't gonna have anybody to call. I knew that I was gonna go to the hospital and I was gonna be alone. But I had someone to call. I had someone to be there for me. And that was Teresa Turner. She's always there for me. And she is like a mother to me. And I never thought I would have a mother figure in my life. So currently I work at the San Antonio Area Foundation. I love my job because what my passion is to help people and to change the world and to give people hope. And that's what my job does. My future goals would have to be finishing school for communications and psychology. But my overall dream is to open up my own nonprofit for foster youth girls who have children in the foster care system. I want to see young girls smile because there's hope. Looking at my son and looking at who I was when I started the open table, they helped me grow because they never abandoned me. I know what love is now. I would have never had this without my open table. This young woman's testimony is very powerful and is really the reason why we're doing this. Uh, so but let me tell you a few more things about our table here at Redeemer. So again, the members were six table members. We had one person that we helped along with, we met one hour every week for 12 months. Each of us paid $120 to open table so we could benefit by their support group. And we used Basecamp as a collaborative website to communicate. So last fall, Redeemer made this commitment of entering into our first open table. Each member of our table agreed to the full year commitment and to use this website to communicate and track our progress. Our members included Beth Brownlee, Debbie Christensen, Jennifer Dackers, Elda Keaton, Carrie Young, and myself. However, our next step was to locate a person for this program. So our co-mission leaders, Julie Mitchell and Barb Tuttle, completed a lot of the initial work with Open Table and local agencies to determine the best referral group to use in finding this person. With the type of age group that we were looking to help, MYOI was selected. As you can see from this list, many of their focal areas matched our future goals as well, and it seemed to be a natural progression for our candidate. MYOI is a partnership between the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services and many other local community partners to ensure that young people in foster care have successful incomes. But as you can see, the youth age out of this program after their 21st birthday. So, um, getting closer to our pre-implementation process, uh, our, as you heard, our table members are recruited. We have a referral for our sister, and then our sister needs to sign and go through the paperwork process along with completing an assessment of readiness and a background check. And then our table members needed to go through an uh, online training session of about eight hours 
so that we knew how to best prepare ourselves to go forward. Now the backgrounding of our sister was no simple matter. There was a lot of different steps that had to be done before she was approved. Uh, we did a criminal background check. We took her to get a drug test. Uh, we did an online civil litigation search along with a driving record search. Uh, she helped us get her IRS transcripts and her credit report. So, and then in addition to this, she was um, open to getting a psychological assessment. So therefore, you have to believe when I say the candidate has to be very committed to entering into this program and be open to experiencing change in their life. By completing this, these steps, it is believed that the open table group can better meet the needs of the person they're serving. Our candidate was finally approved, yay, and uh, she was a 20-year-old woman who was pregnant, who had recently left college, and was living with very limited means. So our group was ready to start launching our table activities, which are the three main uh, meetings, which were breaking of the bread, the life story, and the life plan. The breaking of the bread took place back in February of this year, where we held a potluck meal with a candidate to build trust and be better acquainted with her. Because you can see how daunting it would be for a young woman to meet all these women at the first time that she had never met before to build a relationship with. And also, we had the sister bring some of her support group with her so she'd be a little more comfortable. At one point during this, meal or during this time together. Uh, each of us witnessed about our personal feelings and what brought us originally to open table. And I can tell you after hearing all of our testimonies, I have no doubt that the Holy Spirit encouraged each of us to become involved with this effort and that the Lord really wanted this person to be successful in life. Here's a picture of all of us at Open Table. You can tell we're pretty happy. We're pretty psyched up to start this journey together. And in the front row in the middle is our sister, who was there along with her partner. Our next time together was Life Story. And this is the time when our sister opened up to us about what her life had been like. Her story was heart-wrenching to hear at times. And it was amazing how she was able to survive some of the things that she experienced in her life. Due to privacy issues, I really can't share too many details, but just know that she was bounced around a lot to multiple foster care families and was separated by the family that she loved. We were amazed at how open she really was that day with us, and I felt that our connection was already starting to bond. During the life plan, which is the next step, we helped our sister brainstorm uh, uh, both her, for both her immediate and long-range goals, and then to prioritize them. We used a whiteboard, and we brought yellow post-it notes, and uh, we helped her categorize her goals in the area, areas of education, health care, housing, finance, her career goals, and transportation. So as important to any group, 
uh, some of the important keys that we embraced were mutual respect for each other, building trust, acknowledging that we all have broken parts and that we are all on this journey together. So I'd just like to share that since February, we have met with our sister almost on a weekly basis. And last month, we started to then meet on a bi-weekly basis since that seemed to be a better fit for our sister and, and us as well. For each meeting, we bring an agenda and create action items for follow-up by either one of our members or by our sister. We start every meeting with prayer as we feel that it's only through God's guidance that we're able to achieve success. I do believe that we all have learned a lot from this time together and that each member of our group had a unique skill set that they brought that was able to be used to help her sister meet her goals. At the beginning of our journey together, our sister was in debt with a car that no longer ran, had a small-time job, and had a baby on the way. Her partner, the baby's father, was temporarily out of work. But uh, what I would like to share with you are some of the things that our table was able to accomplish for them. One of these was attaining many baby things through the MOPS program connecting her with WIC and other health care needs, providing countless rides to various places, helped out at her baby shower, and also making sure she had the things that she needed before her baby was born. Um, we also had the privilege of going to the hospital and, and seeing her and her family shortly after her baby was born, which was June of this year. We provided many meals after the baby was born, along with the help with folks here at Redeemer. And we worked on developing a monthly budget. We've researched possibilities for career options for her and com completed a lot of car research to finally purchase a dependable used car for them. I would say that the heaviest lift of this project was obtaining a vehicle and continuing the development of a solid budget. Our group became frustrated as it became difficult to determine where to find a vehicle and how to find the money to pay for it. We prayed to God indicating that all things are possible unto him and that a successful outcome would come on his timing, not ours. The young couple had wanted to get the vehicle before the baby was born but it was located shortly after the baby's birth, and it was the perfect vehicle for them, and it all worked out. Funding became available, amazingly so, through our GoFundMe page, MYOI, and through people here at Redeemer. We will continue to meet with our sister until next February, and at that time we'll be developing an after plan on how to stay connected after our scheduled meetings end. But during this experience, it has been empowering to see how her sister, her partner, and their new baby have formed into a caring family. And it is amazing how after the baby was born that she's been able to balance her part-time job, attend three online classes through college, 
and provide care for her baby with the help of her partner. She truly is an extraordinary person who continues to astound us with her maturity and presence of mind, especially for a person who's only still 22 years old. I'd like to share a picture of the, the new family. And there's their little girl, and today is actually her five-month-old birthday today. So I'd just like to conclude today's message by saying, how can you get more information and how you can become involved? Well, first of all, you can visit the Open Table website to get more information. And you can also attend the upcoming informational meeting at Redeemer held on November 27th. I encourage you each to attend this informational meeting to find out more about this program, even though you may not be ready at this point to make a commitment. I have no doubt that God's presence continues to be with our group as we continue on this table journey together. I ask that you pray for our sister as she continues to face certain obstacles in her way, and for you to pray for our group that we can continue on our journey together. I know that each of you would be a great blessing for a young person looking for support and direction in their life, and that I hope that you seriously consider getting involved with this program. Thank you. Again, thank you so much, uh, Faye. I, I hope that if God's touching your heart this morning and saying, maybe there's a place for me, that you'll uh, consider coming to the informational meeting in another week or so on the 27th, just finding out more and how you might be able to be involved. Um, that is what we're hearing from folks all the time is we want to be able to serve in their local community and make a difference, and this is one of the ways, uh, certainly, that we can do that. So thanks so much for... Uh, uh, being with us this morning.